<laughs> um, last time, last time we got together, we talked about seeing the perfection in the uneventful spaces and places of life. Seeing the perfection. And I told a ridiculous story about popping a pimple on Lincoln's nose. And as ridiculous as it was and as simple as it was and gross as it was, there was something perfect in the moment. And you know, and lots of times we're always drawn to the grand ideas of perfection. That's like the idea of perfection we're told and sold. That it's in the grand moments and it's in the big things and it's in the epic trips and, and all these grand things. And like little normal, simple, everyday moments that really do fill up the majority of our lives are filled with perfection. We just don't see it. We overlook it, or we tend to minimize it, or we don't show up to it, we're not present to it. And so that's what we talked about last time. And I actually segued into it by referencing the Bible just a little bit. And I want to just back up and let you know what I was talking about just quick, because what I love in the Bible is, is there's so much depth to it and there's so much story to it that we don't get to see because you just pick it up and read it and you forget that like these are stories about written by real people in real times. And a lot of times we, our, our lifestyle and our culture doesn't match that. And so it's hard to see sometimes what's really going on. But so many times when Jesus talked or when Jesus showed up, it wasn't in the spaces or places that people thought of as being holy or important. And that's significant, but we don't like tend to see it. <laughs> like he's talking by the side of a lake, right? He often goes out into the wilderness. He's in these places with these people. It's almost always these interesting spaces. And what I always took away from that is, wow, He's trying to shake up where we think God is or holiness is or depth is or where meaning is. He's trying to show us that it's in all the uneventful spaces and places of life. He was taking it outside of everywhere where they said, here it is. And he was like, eh, I'm going to go out here. <laughs> and that was what was so cool. Um, all of life is a gift. You guys have heard me say that several times it's not just some of it, and it's not just parts of it. And I think that is kind of how we tend to operate. When we're looking for perfection, or when we're in the middle of something that really sucks, life isn't a gift. <laughs> and it's anywhere else but there in that moment. So what we're going to talk about a little bit tonight is just reframing, having a different perspective, and trying to understand the unexpected places, the hard, painful, and worst spaces. The hard, painful, and worst spaces. And with that, I want to read you a script that I wrote and delivered, man, I don't know, like five years ago now, almost. How long has Liz been married? Five years. Yeah, I thought I hit that on the head. This is something I wrote for Anne's sister's wedding. And I got to deliver it in the middle of a tornado warning. We started the wedding ceremony, and I got just past the intro, this paragraph here, this opening statement, and boom, tornado sirens started going off, and it just started raining, and we all ran to a tent. It was really scary there for just a little bit. Oh, we were at like this barn, 
And they were like, the only other place we had to go was underneath the barn with the goats and chickens. They had this little space underneath, and everybody's dressed up really nice, and you had to like crawl down in there. <laughs> See, right? It was really scary. So we didn't do it. We didn't do it. But here's what I said at her wedding. And it's a little lengthy, so just hang in there and just imagine I'm, I'll try and deliver it like I'm talking to you. I honestly love the stories found in the Bible. I feel like they all have a common, wonderful trajectory to them. And if I had to sum it up, if I had to try and state the overarching theme or plot of the Bible, I would have to say it's about God making all things new. Because page after page, God consistently does new things throughout the stories of the Bible. And what's more, God is still doing new things right now, literally in front of our faces. And this is where it gets to the wedding. We're here this day to celebrate one specific new thing that God has done and is doing and will continue to do. I'm talking, of course, about the story of Josh and Liz. Family. That's what brings us here today. This marriage is a new thing, and it's part of the ongoing expression of the heart of God to make all things new. This marriage is the union of two amazing and unique people to create a brand new story, one that has never, ever been told before. So this is truly a sacred moment. It's about God creating new life, mysteriously right in front of our eyes today. Two people that we love and care for, they're going to begin a new story. Which brings me to my brief reflection for this special day. I genuinely believe that God is the master storyteller. That God through us, in us, and with us is co-authoring the most beautiful stories to ever be told. Stories that, in a sense, push us across the doorstep into the world of mystery, creativity, and compassion. And it's from within these stories that we begin to recognize God present inside of our lives and in our relationships, as well as in this entire expansive multiverse. And so today, we celebrate and recognize the God of new things, revealing that divine self through a pattern of newness by telling the extravagant love, love story of Josh and Liz. And then I told them, you know, I want to thoughtfully remind you your wedding lasts only today, but your marriage will be the story you both tell for the rest of your lives. From this day forward, you, you're going to, you know, kind of co-author a story filled with endless mystery, limitless creativity, and ceaseless compassion. And then I got to say this. Together you will surely experience all that life has to offer with the shared desire to simply love and be loved. And as all of this happens, you will most certainly be changed. You're going to experience true transformation, but let me warn you that this shared story of love is no easy thing. And then I said, hanging on the wall in my office back home in Colorado is a somewhat questionable picture of two people. I admit that at first glance it can be a little unsettling, but in the end I feel like it kind of grows on you. At least it did on me. Hanging on my wall is a photograph of two elderly people, both with white hair and a plethora of wrinkles. They're both wearing tight, slim-fitting jeans and white t-shirts. The woman is sitting on the man's lap, and they're sort of happily snuggling. Again, I admit that perhaps for some, this picture is like a little weird, but I keep it because in the end, I feel like that kind of picture tells a great story, a story that we need to hear. To me, that story speaks of hope, hope about love, love beyond youth, love beyond physical attraction. To me, that story offers hope that true stories of love can still be told and that they actually exist in our world. That love is, in fact, not dead, but stronger and more powerful than anything we can possibly imagine, even when we feel inadequate or weak or lacking. 
And then I went in to talk about their humanity. Because I feel like humanity is a profound part of the story in which we all live. I mean, we're human after all. It's how God made us. Plenty of people speak about humanity as a weakness or an excuse to fail at their story of love. But I see humanity as a tremendous strength. Your humanity speaks of your desperate need to be loved, to be accepted, to be forgiven. These are basic and essential needs hardwired into all of us. And the good news is that these are gifts you can offer to one another. You possess the amazing ability to truly meet each other's needs. That process can be messy at times, but you have to remember that all compelling stories involve the good, the bad, and the ugly. Too often we think we know what a good story is. We picture the easy life, no bumps, no bruises along the way, no arguments, ultimately the absence of conflict, but those are the kind of stories that no one ever even talks about. Those are precisely the kind of stories where no one needs to be forgiven. No one has to overcome anything, and no one has ever changed. It's those stories that never become classics because it's almost as if they don't even matter to us. Instead, we prefer the gritty stuff. For some reason, we genuinely crave the kind of stories that involve conflict and struggle and rejection followed by acceptance or misguided, misdirected affection being changed and transformed into inclusive, all-embracing love. In the end, the stories we remember, the ones we tell, are the ones in which characters want something and have to overcome all odds to get it. And in the process, the characters undergrow true change, growth, and ultimately experience a subtle type of metamorphosis as they're transformed into new beings. And then I got full back and I said, now we're back to the master storyteller. Every day without exception, you're going to learn over and over how to love each other, you know, in the deepest, truest sense of the word. And we talked about like, you have to see the newness in one another every day. It's like what I tell people when they come to me and they say, my kid, man, oh, I can't stand my kid. I can't stand them. They're just driving me crazy. When are they ever going to, and I'm like, here's the good news. You're not who you were when you were 13, right? <laughs> so like, there's a future here. Like, we are all becoming. Your story isn't over yet. It's not finished. So I told them to kind of look into one another and keep seeing that newness. When you sense yourself beginning to only see that which is old or bad, you have to look even harder to find the hidden good and the new life being created just beneath the surface. And then I finished with this. Today, my encouragement to both of you and to all of us here is to tell a compelling story with your lives, to imitate the character and heart of God in ways the world has not yet seen because our lives tell stories, new stories, Stories that need to be heard. Mm. So then, I chatted a little about that. And um, I wanted to read that to you because I want you to get this idea that you're becoming. I also want you to get that all the good stories have a lot of struggle and a lot of pain and a lot of discomfort and a lot of things that don't look like or measure up to our idea of perfection or the good life. It don't really, it, it doesn't fit sometimes. And sometimes we wish that stuff away. And we're just like, oh, what can we do? But it's these phrases that stick out to me that I really gravitate towards. And it's a part of my Christian tradition growing up. 
There are these phrases all over the Bible that says, God's making all things new. And I love those phrases. Because for me, it's not restrictive and it's not limited. I love the word all. (laughs) It's not like, again, life is a gift, not just some parts of it, but all of it. And it's not just some things are being made new. It's like all things are being made new. I just listened to a talk and they dove into one of those words surrounding that little passage, all things being made new. And at this one point particular in the Bible, it actually lends itself to the idea of a story being retold. And I want you guys to imagine just for a minute, what if the hardest parts of your life, what if the things that we would kind of wish away when we're in the moment of it, the hardest, toughest, most difficult parts, what if those parts can be retold in a way that make them the best parts? And I'm not trying to simply dismiss away pain or anything like that, (laughs) or conflict or anything. I have a couple of stories. I want to tell one that's a little uncomfortable. Is that okay? It's kind of gross, but just hang with me. I'll go through it really fast, so I'll get to like the other ones. Um, because typically when I tell like a story about like having a hard time, I automatically go to like those three guys in the back and each of their birth stories. I'm not going to tell those tonight. But they were miserable. They were horrible and hard. Bad stories. Everybody says those are the best in my life. I'm like, nope, there were better. <laughs> better ones, I get it. But I tell stories, and like, here's a really brief one. 16 years old, Anne's going to die when I tell this story. 16 years old, just got my license. You've already heard this, all three of you. I was diagnosed with something called IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. It was horrible. I was miniature golfing with some friends. We were on like hole three. It was in the summer. It was down by the lake at this putt-putt place. We're playing irritable bowel syndrome hits. I don't know if you understand what that is, but it's not comfortable. It's hard to deal with. I'm there with my friends. I beg one of my older friends, who's there? He's like 20-something. If I can borrow his car keys and go somewhere and relieve myself. And he says, are you kidding me? You just got your license, so I don't get to do it. So I'm hanging out there. Long story made short, very uncomfortable issues. It was not very fun. I ended up at 16 years old pooping my pants in front of my friends. They didn't know it, though, because I was very sly about it. (laughs) However, my face and everything, and I have told this story countless times, like throughout the rest of my life. And when I tell it, not the abbreviated version, I can get everybody in the room dying laughing, like crying, like it's unbelievably. And here's the thing, when I was in the thick of it, it was the worst possible thing I could ever imagine happening to me, being 16 years old and just having my license and being with my friends and having that happen to me. I was not happy at all. There was never a smile on my face. I was mortified, horrified, all of it. Then, later on in life, I have the opportunity when I'm with those same friends again. And this is when it happened. I had never told the story. I'm with those same friends again years later, and I decided to tell the story publicly with them in the room. And they were like, what? What happened? You did what? They were like, I 
oh, and like they're dying laughing. I'm dying laughing. We're just crying. And of course, I do my fill thing, and I probably exaggerate parts, you know, that I shouldn't, shouldn't have exaggerated or whatever. But here's what's funny. You take a story that was bad and horrible at the time, and then I'm able to tell it later, and the worst parts are now the best parts. Right? And there's moments that like were not enjoyable, and now, like, I mean, it was not fun, and now it's funny, right? Over here. This whole idea of retelling a story. I had to sit through at a distance when my mom went through lymphoma. And I got to go back and visit her when she had gone through a lot of chemo and she had lost her hair and she was pretty frail and we couldn't take the boys back with us because um, she couldn't risk infection. And to hear my mom talk about it now, as opposed to five years ago, is a very interesting conversation. And it's very interesting because she will say things like, you know, I would never wish cancer upon anyone. I, don't, I wouldn't have wished it on myself. And then she'll continue and she'll say, but I am a new person. This whole idea of a story being retold and this kind of idea of it being made new, the story. The story that was once horrible and hard and over here, it's a new story. All of the struggle, all of the pain, all of the conflict. We're all sitting in this room. We've all experienced tough, ridiculous, hard struggles and things. You might even be having it now. I'm sure if I asked and we were like, do you know somebody going through the ringer right now? Chances are good. We've all got the stories. We understand the struggle and the pain and the conflict. I just want to let you know that I believe your story can be retold eventually in a way that the place of your discomfort, the place of your struggle, the place of your pain, the place of your suffering, that point in your story can be retold in a way that that becomes the moment or chapter in your life that formed you in ways that otherwise you couldn't have been formed that you're somehow made new. Your pain and struggle and suffering are taken, retold, and made new. It's actually through a lot of those places in life that we actually see the gift of life, <laughs> right? I mean, we go through the places and we say, no, no. Like, life isn't a gift right now. Legitimately, I can say it isn't. I just want to offer you hope tonight. I want to offer you hope that eventually those stories can be retold. I really think they can be. I'm going to play for you a story up here. You guys don't watch America's Got Talent, do you? I'm the sucker in the room. Right. So <laughs> America's Got Talent. I'm, yeah, I mean, some people will check it out. I just want to show you a story. Anne's going to cry. I'll just tell you right now. <laughs> I'm, I'll probably shed a tear. We were just watching it beforehand, and I was like, unbelievable. I'm just setting up the room, and the boys are playing over there, and I'm like, ah. I, I, want, I, want, to, I want you to watch this story about this girl, and she, she'll tell you everything. Can I just let her say it? Yeah. She'll tell you everything. And if we have to increase the volume, we'll increase the volume. We'll do whatever we have to do. Uh, let's see here. 
Uh, boom. All right, let's hope we get this. You guys see it? We're good. because you're feeling the vibration. Is that how you're following the music? Yeah, I'm feeling the tempo, the, the beat uh, through the floor. And Mandy, what are you going to sing? I'm going to uh, sing a song that I wrote called Try. Okay, can you tell me what it's about? After I lost my hearing, I gave up. But I want to do more with my life than just give up. So... <laughs> 
Sorry, I can't handle it. I'm a musician. I'm not deaf. <laughs> like, it's hard to do what she just did with everything going the, <laughs> the way you need it to go. Man, oh man. Here's the thing. We've all experienced pain, struggle, conflict, suffering that seems to contradict calling life a gift. We know plenty of stories. Tonight, I want to offer you hope. Hope because your story isn't finished. Our story's not finished. You're becoming, I'm becoming, we're all still becoming. And what if someday your story can be told in such a way 
that takes the worst and hardest parts and, un and uncovers a hidden beauty, revealing that those times and struggles were honestly actually some of the best that made you who you are and your voice and your unique perspective and what you can offer the world and all of us. What if all of history could be told that way? <laughs> what if the wars, the struggles, all of it, what if all of it someday can be retold in a way that makes the story new and whole and good? I wanted to end tonight by um, not leaving us on such a crazy down moment. Um, it's crazy because I love that. I watched that and I was like, I'm using that. Like, that speaks to me in such a profound way. I can't even put it into words. And I don't know if it's just because I love music or what, but I'm telling you what, I told my boys in the room, I was like, if I couldn't hear music again, <laughs> I would be a miserable person. <laughs> I really would. Like, I love music. It does something for me. And I, I told him before this, I'm like, who does that? Who doesn't give up like that? Who like perseveres and comes through on the other side and can sing like that and she still can't even hear it? That's wild. When she started laughing, it was like the best moment for me like in the whole thing. I was like, she's a better person than I am. <laughs> I know it. Pretty incredible. I was going to put the lyrics up here and I've got a song. It's a song I've been listening to and um, I thought if that didn't speak to you, maybe something else would. So I'm just going to put some lyrics up on the screen. And you can follow along. It is a song called Believer. And it's by a band named Imagine Dragons. And it's the idea that pain does something for us. It really does. That pain shapes you. It breaks you down, but it also builds you up. And I'm not saying, hey go seek out pain, or I wish all this bad stuff on you. I'm just saying, life is a gift, and it's yours, and you live it. And I understand that things don't always go according to plan. I just don't want it to shut you down. I just don't want it to make you give up. Because I think eventually you can look back, and you're going to be able to retell that story in a really incredible way, in a really incredible way. So I'm going to put the words up and the song. The song's a little intense. hope that's okay. That's a good one, though. Just hang in there with it. Uh, here we go.
giving this talk because on Sunday, it was Father's Day, and we went camping. And we got out of cell service, and I just listed my first home as a real estate agent. While I was out of service, I had someone try to contact me to see it. I got back to them a little later than I probably would have liked to, and I got kind of chewed out on the phone. And it ruined me. Like, it shut me down, didn't it? Yeah. My favorite part in that song is pain, let the bullets fly or let them rain. And on my good days, I can sing that, and I'm like, bring it, bring it. On Monday, when I was dealing with this aftermath, I don't think I could have even listened to this song, <laughs> right? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't there. Uh, right before we started, I was sharing a story with these two, and I was laughing about something, though, that was connected to that idea and that person. And I would just like to offer you hope tonight that eventually that story can be retold. Eventually that story can be reclaimed. It can be retold in a different new kind of way. Something new. I'm going to close with this. Until next time, friends, remember that you're becoming. You're endlessly becoming. Remember that your story isn't finished yet. Now go and live your gift of life because we all cannot wait to hear your story someday. All of it, every last bit of it, retold and made entirely new. Amen. That's all I got. And see, you guys thought America's Got Talent was just some lame show. 
you're just like, whatever. Most of it's pretty lame. I'm gonna go on record. <laughs> Most of it's guys like standing on each other's necks and things and like trying not to hurt each other. But every now and then there's like a story like that. Aren't they good stories? Man, I'm glad she didn't give up. Man, I'm glad she didn't call it quits. And I'm glad she can stand on the other side of her experiencing that and say, here's the full story. Here's all of it now, all of it.